Welcome back to Sports Scene today, live in Lexington, Kentucky, as we get set for Gator Baseball tonight. But right now, with the NFL draft just a few days away, uh, we finally will start to talk uh, and see some picks here pretty soon. But joining us now, NFL Network draft analyst Lance Zerline. He's on the program. Lance, welcome. Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Let's uh, let's get right to this thing. Everybody wants to know about the quarterbacks and you know all of this. Best you can make out with you know a week or so to go here before this thing happens. How do you think the quarterback situation drafts out, uh, plays out? Who goes first and who goes second I, in, in the draft I order? Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold's the first one off the board. I think somebody trades up to two for Josh Allen. I think Baker Mayfield goes three. Uh, the Jets, I'm a big Jets guy, Lance, and they moved up to get huh? a quarterback. I mean, they've got to take a quarterback there, don't they? Well, yeah. I mean, they moved up. So they they, they didn't spend three second-rounders to go get a position player. So they did it for a quarterback. They clearly knew it wasn't a quarterback who was going to go first. So that would lead you to believe that not only not first but not second. So that would lead you to believe that the one that makes the most sense is the six-foot quarterback out of Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. Now, you know, it could be Josh Rosen, it could be Josh Allen, but you don't trade up to a spot unless you have at least, I would say, two players that you have your eyes on. So I do think there's a chance there could be a contingency plan if Baker Mayfield went second. But I think when it's all said and done, Baker Mayfield is going to be the guy over there. And I'm, you know, I'm frankly a little bit worried about it. I don't. I think it's tough to – you see Giancarlo Stanton in, in baseball. I, I don't care how good you are. It's tough. It can be very tough for, for certain people to succeed in New York. The fan base can be tough on you. Uh, the media is just brutal. There's a lot of focus on um, – hold on. I'm sorry about that. My, my Bluetooth kicked in. There's a lot okay. of focus on failure on that level, and I think the real problem for Baker Mayfield is if he doesn't do well early on and people are on him and they're going to want him to play right away – you know, I, I, I'm really curious to see how he handles adversity because I think that could be a problem. Cleveland at one, I think most think a quarterback there, maybe Allen, I don't know who the man Is there any chance they take Barkley? No, not at one. There's a great chance of it at four. Okay. And why so, take him at one if you can get him at four? Exactly. Okay, that was going to be kind of my next question. And then Buffalo. Most people think too they'll move up to get a quarterback. Do you think they will? Yeah, I think they will. They've got two first, AJ McCarron and Nate Peterman. I mean, they clearly need quarterback, and rarely do you have the draft capital of two first round picks. So they do have it this year. I think they'll utilize it to go get a quarterback um, as high as number two, maybe as low as number five. Let's talk about the the Florida teams. Uh, Tampa picks at seven. Um, I know some people like Barkley that he could fall that far. I'm not sure he does, but if you're the Buccaneers, where do you go at seven? Well, I think you wait and see how Barkley, Chubb, and um, uh, Barkley, Chubb, and Quentin Nelson play out at number seven. And you've got a, you know, a really I know they need help along the defensive line, and you got a great big guy like Vita Vea and uh, Deron Payne from Alabama, Vea from Washington. I think those are potential fits there, even though that's a little bit early. Uh, but I, you have to play it out and see what happens. But I honestly, I think there's a decent chance that 
Tampa Bay ends up with a really good football player at number seven. The way this is breaking, if quarterbacks go one, two, three, then it's going to push really talented players to four, five, six, seven, and even eight. And so you're actually in kind of a sweet spot there. If you're number five, six, seven, eight, I think you're in a pretty good position, and that includes Tampa. I hope, Lance, this next question is a fair one. If you take a look at Goff, Wentz, and even to a certain extent Trubisky, although he didn't have a lot of offensive weapons in Chicago, those quarterbacks have panned out really well. And I'm not sure, you know, a lot of people thought they would pan, you know, pan out as well as they did. Are, do you see the quarterbacks in this draft being of the same ilk as those guys when they came out? Does that make sense? I think Sam Darnold is. I'd say the rest, no. But I do mention a caveat here. I think the other guys in this draft, and specifically Josh, I think I think it's a strange draft because I think there are four, maybe even five quarterbacks with good starter potential. But I think four of the five, and that would be Rosen, um, Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield, I think they have a little lower floors than, than you'd really like to see out of a first-round quarterback. So it's kind of strange because I do think there's a chasm of good, you know, a, a pretty sizable chasm between good and low floor, but I think four of those five hit that. I think the safest is Sam Darnold, really by a long shot. Um, but I do think that, that you do have some guys who could end up becoming players, but they have bigger concerns. I think there are bigger weaknesses. I didn't see huge weaknesses with Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. Um, I had Mitchell Trubisky as a, as a quarterback who I thought – would play well. I, I think Sam Darnold, for me, I do have a pretty good grade on him because I think he's going to continue to develop and be a good quarterback. But let's also remember that Jared Goff, there was talk about if he was a bust or not after the first year, which is right. crazy, but this is what people have to do. There has to be instant reactions for a position that you don't get instant results from, and that's not quarterback. Young quarterbacks coming from the air raid offense are not going to be instant successes. It just doesn't happen. And yet there are people ready to throw him out and draft another quarterback. I mean, it's unbelievable. Let's develop these guys a little bit. Let's see what's there. Uh, oh, Mitchell Trubisky's off to, oh, look at this completion percentage. Let him play. Let him get some talent around him. Let him get a feel for the offenses. So I'm sure everyone will be in a hurry to jump and say Josh Rosen's terrible and Josh Allen's the worst and Baker Mayfield is he a bust? Look at the slideshow. Let's put it on, you know, pardon the, pardon the interruption, and let's put it on all these talk shows. The yeah. fact is, let's let them play out a little bit. I mean, sometimes you know with Christian Hackenberg, there are issues coming in. There's issues in preseason. He's not a player. He's not going to be a starting quarterback. You know. But there are other guys that need time. And I think all five of these quarterbacks of the top five, they are all need-time guys who could develop if you have the right fits and the right patience. Lance, let me ask about uh, the other uh, state of Florida teams. Miami, I think, is at 11. Um, they could go a lot of different ways here. Where do you see Miami with, a, with their first pick? Well, that's kind of out of the sweet spot. Right? That's a tricky spot. Um, if you're Miami, you don't have the edge rusher that you'd really love in this draft at, at that spot. I think you could get a cornerback, but I don't think Denzel Ward is there. Um, you might see him go a little early on Jair Alexander so they can find a quarterback opposite of a corner, I should say, opposite of Rhodes. There's talk about them liking quarterback, but you're not going to get the guy. I don't think you'll get the guy you want at 11. I do think there's an outside chance Josh Rosen could fall to 11. And if you like Lamar Jackson, 
I think he'll be there for you at 11. But um, for Miami, I really think right now it's about looking along the uh, the interior line, and that that could be a spot with with the loss of Sue. You know, that wouldn't be a shocking spot to see them say, hey, let's replace him with Vita Vea or Deron Payne. So they could just look to strengthen the interior line with Sue's departure, and that's one area. They could also look at cornerback clearly if they found a corner they really liked, if Ward was to fall from Ohio State, or if they have a really high grade on another corner at 11. And, you know, you could also, I suppose you could take a look at um, running back or even linebacker in that spot too, but I think the two best linebackers are going to be off the board, and I'm not sure there's a running back that makes sense there. So I really, frankly, I don't think the board breaks great for Miami based on their needs and what's there other than interior linemen. Two last questions for you, Lance. Jacksonville, I think at 29, I think as long as they have the, the front office and the coaching staff in place there, they're going to be a run-first offensive team. And there's still some question about Blake Bortles long-term. They can't go quarterback here, so do they juice up the receiver position a little bit? Well, they could go quarterback. They could, could they? Go Al- they could go Lamar Jackson and say, we're going we're gonna to let him sit and we're going to watch and we're going to – play this by air with you Blake Bortles and this is your one chance to really shine because they can get out of his, his contract sh- sooner than you think or you probably realize that but mm-hmm. they can get out from under that quarter that that uh, contract pretty quickly they could look at wide receiver I think that's clearly a need I think uh pass catching tight end is another area that they could look at that could also help the passing game you can help your passing game with wide receiver or tight end in this draft and then um you know I think from a defensive standpoint other than filling Puzlesny's spot where he's gone, you don't have a whole lot of needs. But that is one of those needs I do think makes a lot of sense for uh, Jacksonville to say, hey, we've got a great defense, let's strength, let's strengthen the strength so that we can pummel teams with our defense. And so they may look to tighten up the front seven by looking linebacker, but I think the top four linebackers in this draft could be off the board uh, by the time it rolls around at number 29. I'll end with this, Lance. I'm using a Florida player as an example here, Antonio Callaway. He's had some mm-hmm. off-field issues, and there's been rumors about you know other issues that have surfaced. And I understand this varies player to player, but for people who listen, how much do these off-field things affect them? How much money can these guys lose if there's issues like that with these players? <clears throat> Millions. I mean, Antonio Callaway is a second-round talent Frankly, the great workout and a good season this year, he he would have probably I think he would have been the first wide receiver off the board. Wow. Instead, there's a chance he doesn't get drafted. So, you know, all of the all the money. I mean, there there are cornerbacks who I know of who are off of multiple teams' boards, and it's not really a, a common it's not really common knowledge. But these guys are just so low character. The teams say they they are they're off the board before the combine even hit. So. It can have an extraordinary impact, and if you need a reminder, look at Reuben Foster. He had had character issues before the draft. Some teams chose to ignore it. The San Francisco 49ers clearly thought, well, the the talent is just too good. We can't pass up on him. But as uh, Jerry Angelo, who once – you know, worked for the for the Tampa Bay Bucks once once told me, if you're a, if you're a character problem with the first pick of the draft, then you're a character problem with the last pick of the draft. It doesn't change. <laughs> bad character is yeah. bad character. So you have to remember that. And so if a guy is a low character player, 
more and more teams are saying it's just not worth the hassle for us. We'll wait and wait and wait, and there's a line of demarcation. We may take them in the fifth. We may take them in the sixth. I think Callaway could go um, as high as a third. I think he's a second-round talent. He's very talented. I like the fact he's trying to get it you know, back together with, with his agent, Mel Bratton, in Atlanta, but there's a lot of red flags. I mean, one team I know of who's willing to take chances on red flag guys, they said he's off their board. So that's kind of a bad sign. When I heard that, I thought, ooh, I might need to move him back a little bit in my draft projections. Mm. You're going to be able to see Lance throughout the draft on NFL.com's NFL Now Live. Where can they follow you on Twitter? Follow me on Twitter at Lance Zerline, Z-I-E-R-L-E-I-N. And um, my work is at NFL.com. So, and you can certainly watch all three rounds of the draft or all three days of the draft. We will be on NFL Now. So if you're out and about on your phone and you want to keep watching you know, the picks of, of, of all the Florida teams or any of the Florida teams or see where Taven Bryan goes, for example. Um, just watch us on mobile, on the NFL Now mobile app, and uh, we'll, have, we'll have our thoughts on every single pick of the draft. Love it. Good stuff and good info. Lance, appreciate your time. Thank you for doing it. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Lance Zerline does a really good job covering uh, the NFL draft for the NFL Network.